Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to Take2Radio. I'm Pam, your host. And guys, was that a kind of a, like a slow start to that intro or something, like it didn't start when it's supposed to, or is it just on my end? I heard it. I heard it was it might a have Hmm. Okay, sounded, that's weird. It's on a to me. It's on a sign to you? Okay. That's uh-huh. just on my end, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. All right. Well, <laughs> it was the build-up. It was like, <laughs> it was like a, the build-up, you know, like a slow build-up to a great show. Oh, see? I see. It's like a roller coaster. Okay. Like it's, yeah, it's like slow at first, and then you get to the excitement, and that's what we're going to have tonight. <laughs> great, yeah, it could be fun. Okay, I like the way you think, Candace. <laughs> well, hey. we we have, as you can tell, we have Candace, we have David, we have Will. I believe we have Anthony now, correct? That's yes, you. and packing me off. I don't know what the deal oh. was. <laughs> oh, amigos, it's great to be back with everybody. Oh, wonderful. Well, we do have a special guest tonight. We don't want to keep waiting. It's actor, producer, and writer James Hyde, and he's been a pretty busy actor on TV shows, on soap operas, Mm -hmm. in films. He even wrote his own little project, too, that a lot of people may have checked out already. But we'll find out more, and let's welcome James Hyde. Hello, James. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good. And yourself? We're doing great. Thank We're you fine. for joining thank us you. tonight. We truly, truly appreciate you taking the time out to well, talk with us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. I, uh, I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Well, like I said, you've been busy. Um, so yeah, right now busy. we're, you know, been... you got two things going, I believe. You said the Young and the Restless, you have um, Lorena Del Sur. Is that still going on? La Reina del Sur, it is uh, a show that I shot last year, uh, season three, um, mm-hmm. and uh, season three was up on Telemundo, and now it's on Netflix, um, and soon to be coming to Netflix America. So it's on, it's in Mexico right now, it's a number one show, uh, and uh, across South America, and then uh, I don't know the exact date it's going to come here, but um, it was with Kate Castillo. It was a fun project. I shot it in Bogota, Colombia, and uh, and um, yeah, I was there for I think three months, 
shooting it. And uh, do you do you amazing. speak Spanish? I do. Oh well, that helps. Yeah, but this, <laughs> but this, yeah, but this character was uh, was an English character, like an East End mafioso guy. So oh. uh, my part, yeah, the, the storyline was in uh, it went to, um, of course, Mexico, and then it went to Peru, uh, and then it went to uh, Colombia, and then Argentina was the final uh, destination of the show. Well, that sounds really interesting. I'll have to check it out on Netflix once it gets into uh, America. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. It sounds like people love it, you know, from other countries, so I have no doubt America is going to love it as well. Yeah, it's, it was, um, you know, I think they've, I think, yeah, this is the third season, and they shoot a lot of episodes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly don't know. when it's going to be here, but... Um, but anyway, it, it was it, it aired on Telemundo here in the United States, of course. But then once mm-hmm. it, the the show ended, then it went to Netflix. Yeah, I have very, very, very few words of Spanish that I can speak or understand, and most of them are the naughty <laughs> words, of course. <laughs> yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one Everybody we learns learn those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so this 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 role for YNR, I, you know, it's funny because when I was I was shooting another show in, in Mexico called uh, Monarca. Now those two seasons are up on Netflix. You can watch it. It was Selma Hayek executive produced. Uh, what an oh, a great adventure her. that was in mm-hmm. 2018, and then we shot the last. Uh, the season two, I think we, I think that aired in 2022, I think. Um, but that was an amazing experience. But get, you know, YNR, they've all, we've always tried to connect. And I remember the story when I was in in Mexico, and I was in between, uh, I was on a break, and I had to run to go put myself on tape for YNR, and I went to this dingy like neighborhood. And uh, it was one of those where the gate, you have to open up the gate, walk down the street. And I was saying, I was either, I'm going to get killed or this is going to be uh, a, a great audition. Um, yeah. And uh, so <laughs> Thank God I you went didn't get and, killed. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so I went in and put myself on tape for that. And uh, it turned out to be an amazing audition place. Uh, um, but I never, I didn't get that. But I always, I always remember Greg, the casting director, was saying, uh, Greg Salmon, that uh, you know, hey, we want to bring you in for something, um, you know, other than just being a, maybe a one or two show uh, situation. So I went in and I, I screen tested for Tucker. Uh, Trevor, Trevor St. John uh, got the role. Yeah. Uh, and then right after that, I got an email two days later saying, uh, you know, he did a really good job on the audition. We're, we we want to write a character. Um, so sometimes you sometimes you, you, you take all of those things with a grain of salt, meaning so many times you walk out, and it's like, oh, my God, you did such a great job. Uh, we're going to remember you, whatever. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it never happens, and sometimes it's like, you know, I, I – they, I don't know why they say that, but, but anyway, this one came true. So they, they wrote me another email and said, hey, we got this character, uh, Jeremy Stark, 
and um, we're going to, you know, it's a brand new character. We, we, we guarantee you one, which we knew was going to be more. We're going to guarantee you one. And then, God, I think I'm, uh, episode, I think I've, I'm in, I don't know how many I've shot now, 40 maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, wow. Um, but it's been, it's been, so you got to remember that my, uh, my last time on daytime television was in 2009 was when Passions ended we were on NBC and then we went to direct TV um, mm-hmm. for a minute and then it ended. I hadn't been on a soap stage since, since then. So this was my first time going back in. And it was almost like I said, if I ever went back to daytime, I'll do one show. I read, I read for, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, casting director of her days one time, a long time ago. Um, she's amazing, but uh, I said I'll, I want to do sh- uh, the I want to do Young and the Restless when I come back, and uh, and 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 it happens. So, listen, if you want if you come back to daytime television and and, and you want to do the best, then then that's pretty much uh, Young and the Restless. Uh, and I've been blessed. The, the character took off, um, and he's and he's. I'm having a blast playing this character. It's it's just so much fun, and I get to work. Well, with we such... love him. I mean, you love it. you're the character that we love to hate and hate to love. So there, you know. <laughs> right. That's good. <laughs> um, but I get to work with iconic people like Peter Bergman, Susan Walters, Michelle Strafford, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Braden. I had a scene with the other day, and uh, so it's 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 been uh, uh, absolutely incredible. And, you know, Peter Bergman's been doing this since the 70s. And the first day I got there, I got a text from him saying, hey, do you want to run live? And I was like, wow, this is, you know, and not only just a gentleman, but a great actor and just a great person to have in your corner. Uh, Susan, of course, is who I work closely with as well. And Michelle Strafford, her and I are just having, we're, we're having a blast. So, um yeah, I, I don't know exactly when uh, my run is going to end because I'm recurring, uh, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Well, like I, I know I, I wrote on one of your posts that um, I definitely think that Phyllis and Jeremy are going to end up uh, hooking up because it's that love-hate thing there too you know like there's a thin line between (laughs) hate and love or love and hate and uh you can just tell and there's chemistry there and you know phyllis is single and here's jeremy the bad boy that she usually likes to go after too so uh yeah i'm feeling it yeah well you're 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 (laughs) you're not far off but it gets very interesting on how um how this all comes about. Um, so it, every time I get a new script, I'm like, Oh, wow. Okay. This yeah. is, uh, <laughs> this is, this is great. Uh, um, yeah, I've been, I've been truly blessed by, by getting out there and having this opportunity. And, uh, we got some really, really good stuff that's coming up. I think, um, because I left for a moment and this week, uh, I'm back. Uh, I don't know whether it's tomorrow, or Wednesday. I'm not quite sure what day, but I'm but I'm back uh, coming up this week. So, and then it really starts to get it really starts to get crazy. So I'm looking 
Good, forward to everybody good. get to see it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> well, before I let yeah. my co-host go ahead and ask you their questions, I have one other question. It was what I was talking yeah. about. You wrote and produced um, uh-huh. a feature-length film documentary about uh, Gianni Versace. Are you able to talk about that yet? Uh, yeah. Well, here's 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 where it's at at the moment is. Uh, I, I was approached by doing a piece for Gianni Versace, and it was, you know, uh, a piece just to pay tribute to a genius who I was lucky enough to have a three-year contract with Gianni Versace. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, when I used to do music, uh, I performed at all of the Versace parties. I can remember Cindy Crawford and Richard Gere and... and uh, uh, Stephanie Seymour and 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 uh, you know just everybody the who's who in the crowd and they they were really generous with me and just just amazing uh, so we're still in in the 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 phases of uh, we're still trying to cut it we've we've added more we've added uh, uh, more people to to be interviewed and things so we're still working on that um so we're hopefully going to have a final cut done by uh late late uh late this year awesome uh, well, we can't yeah. wait to see that i mean i yeah. loved watching and i was just down you know. uh, real quick i didn't want to mm-hmm. add this uh we went down so johnny my wife and i uh lived down in miami from like 1990 to 95 south beach and uh, so when Vers- Michelle Palmier was my modeling agency and Ver- Johnny Versace bought the building next door and that's what tr- eventually turned into the, the beautiful place that he has down in, my- in Miami. Now, when we left, I hadn't been back there and my wife and my son, we just went back for, for a holiday back there and we went and as soon as we walked in, it was a, it was a strange feeling, man. It was, it was a, um, because, you know, he, he was shot and he passed right. on the stairs right there. So when we walked mm-hmm. in, we had this, it was amazing feeling, but also it was like, wow, this is, this is really uh, heavy, uh, you know, it's for us because we hadn't been back. Yeah, yeah it was bittersweet. And, uh, but anyway, we, we went into the, the, uh, 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 the mansion there. We had lunch by the pool. And uh, brought back a lot of memories, and it was good to share with my son Moses. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a it was a great holiday. But it was yeah, like you said, it was one of those bittersweet moments. But um, it still looks amazing. They still, I I believe it's considered a landmark, so you can't really you can't change it to uh, you know you can't like destroy it and rebuild it. It's it, I, I believe it's, yeah. it's going to be a landmark. Does anybody hear a noise? Yes, I do. Very loud. What the heck is that? I'm sorry, I don't even know what that is. I bet somebody else is on the line that has something that's in the background. It's gone uh, now. Whatever it is, it's gone now. Thank you. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm done with my questions for now. But so next up, I have Candace. Say hello, hey, Candace. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> okay. So I have two questions for you, and yep. I like to call them real deep thinking questions. So you're gonna have to think Uh-oh. really hard about this. Okay. This is like you okay. know, put on your thinking cap and and think about it. So my first question is. Tomorrow is, of course, Valentine's Day. I have to remind yep. people because you guys have till midnight or 11.59 to get your last-minute Valentine's Day cards. There you go, folks. Um, oh, you go out. <laughs> my question to you is, what is the most romantic thing you have ever done for your wife? Ooh. Wow. Um, wow. Um, well, probably – when we when we were in South Beach, and I was getting ready to go to Europe for uh, three months, I think I was going to go to Milan. I was going to go to Greece, um, and then my wife was going to join me in Greece. Uh, I came back. We we we. Got, so this is how Suling and I got married. I came back. I told her, "Let's get on our bikes." We went down to the courthouse and we got married. And then we ha- we rode our bikes with balloons on our bikes, and and that's how we kind of celebrated us getting married. And it was kind of it it was really kind of a surprise. I'd already been with her for three years, but that was a surprise. I wanted to do it before I went to Europe, and uh, yeah, and and then we just hung out that day, and then. Uh, uh, down at the Fountain Blue where we stayed uh, on our last trip, um, Versace threw us a party, uh, uh, a wedding uh, celebration in the uh, Frank Sinatra suite. Uh, so, yeah, I think that wow. was probably one of the most um, – I thought it was romantic. I mean, she, she wasn't expecting it, We, you know, and uh, – and you know how they say, you know, people who get married get spend thousands of dollars on on weddings, and and then mm-hmm. they get divorced. Tulik and I had the most simple <laughs> wedding that you could ever imagine. I've been with her now for thirty, thirty four years. Aww, congratulations! Bless. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, yeah my my you. husband and my my uh, husband and my anniversary is thirty four this March too. So we got married same fantastic. year. <laughs> yeah, Thank my, you. My I wedding anniversary is on the 20th of February, so oh, 34. So it'll be, uh, yeah, that's it'll be 31 that. years married and 34 yeah. together. Come wow. That's, yeah. See, that's romantic. So that's the standard. People <laughs> listen to James's story. That That is, that is, that is relationship, hashtag relationship gold. Um, the second question that I have for you is what is the best advice ever given to you that you can pass on to us and the listeners at home? Wow. Um, hmm. Told you they were deep thinking uh, questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Don't accept any checks. I mean, I think I'm sick. I just turned 60 years old. So I think that 
over the years, um, you know, again, I, would, I may have to get back to you on this because I would like to really kind of think this through a little bit. Okay. But I think along the way, um, I've, I've had, you, you know, my dad and I were close, but he wasn't the guy that was that guy, you know. Right. Um, I think my mom, you know, was always just, you know, giving me, you know, guidance and things. Um, well, I, I joined the military when I was 17 years old. Um, and I think that, you know, what I don't know if it's advice, but I just learned a lot of life lessons along the way um, mm-hmm. that I probably heard advice. I think that sometimes when you're young, you're, you're not really listening. Uh, and then when you start to get into your years, you really start to, you're able to listen more and, and uh-huh. you know, and hopefully go down the right path uh, that's yours. We all make mistakes and I'm still, you know, we're all, we're still going to make mistakes. It's, it's, that's just, you know, it's just human nature, but um, you know, um, and yeah, so I'd have to probably get back to you on that. I mean, um, I can't. I, I would like to be more. Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll come back on and I'll, and I'll have that answer for you. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm holding you to it. I am holding you to yes. it. You okay. Got it. All right. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Candice. Thank you, Candice. <laughs> next. Good question. Next up, Thank we you. have Will. Will, go ahead. Yes. Hola, James. This is um, my name's Willie, and. Um, I go by Party Will on social media, and it's an honor to interview you tonight. I just want to throw a few key points. Um, uh, yo hablo espanol and English, too, and I relate to you because I was on Telemundo as well in college. Um, I was on Mi Corazón. Cool. Yeah, nice. yeah, and I'm loving you as Jeremy Stark on Young and the Restless and a major Passions fan. Okay, so I've got my two questions for you. First one is... What has been the most fun in playing Jeremy Stark? Well, I think the the most fun I've had the most fun for me is to play a mysterious character what comes into town and nobody really knows what his true motive is. Um and I like to play a dark character but um Again, it, we, we, we just look at the media that the, 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 what we're doing is we're doing a soap opera. So um, we have to be able to have this character be in that, that genre. And, um, but for me, it's like when I very first got the first script and we had to do these flashbacks, I got a sense of who this guy was. And as the scripts started to come in, it really, if I, if I watched when I was watching the show, because, you know, I had to, I always watch and see how the performance is going and how it's, you know, how it's playing out and love to hear from social media, how everybody's liking the character and everybody loved it. Um, if the, the, the setup for me was, was amazing. So everybody talked, uh, about me before I came onto the show because I did the flashbacks and then I came on like a month later, uh, and uh, it was it, it's just been amazing. So 
I love playing. Listen, I played the moral compass on Passions for nine years. Now it's for me to come and, and be on daytime television where I'm playing a completely different character is, is amazing. Uh, and I probably, w- w- when, 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 they, when they offered me the character, I, I, you know, because I didn't know what he was going to be doing when he came into Genoa City, and I'm so glad they wrote him this way. Um, I really am. And it's and and I've like I said I've been working with with uh, Michelle Stratford and and Peter and Susan it's, it's 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 one of those I got I have a dream job right now so uh, I'm I'm so happy awesome. and you get like paid that. for it yeah yeah really exactly cool. and I got to admit you are the firework that we needed in Genoa yeah. City because your character is shaking things up and we really needed that okay my second question where do you go where do you go when you unwind from reading your lines? Um, you know, the the one thing that everybody, I'm sure, because you guys are doing a soap opera, uh, and, and, you know, I've heard you probably had actors on before, of course. Everyone says, mm-hmm. you know, look, daytime television is, it's an amazing job, you know, but it's hard work. It's yeah. hard work. You, you, I mean, for me, I had to get... You know, back in the saddle again, and it took me a moment to remember, like, whoa, you get, remember, you have 25 pages, 30 pages, or whatever, and you, 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 you have to get into it, and, and it's, and it's hard, it, it really is some hard work sometimes, because when you're shooting scenes, and you have six in a row, you shoot it, and they're like, okay, let's go to the next one. And then it, they go to the next one. Boom, 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 boom. It's fast and furious. But, you know, at the end of the day, you get such a, a pleasure. So with me, uh, I like to uh, – uh, I, like I, I, I like the golf. Um, and so days that I have free, uh, if I'm not spending it with my family, then, I, then I'll definitely hit the golf course and unwind and, and you know, get out in nature – um, and that's that's how I uh, tend to unwind, and then of course having a couple glasses of wine with my wife at night too. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah, that definitely helps. I appreciate it. Oh, thank Thanks. you so much. I appreciate the questions. Thank you. Thanks, Will. Next up, we have David. David. Say hello, oh. David. <laughs> uh, hi, James. Nice to. Hey. Nice to uh, uh, talk to you this evening. I got a couple of questions of you my too. own. Awesome. Um, first off, your character of Sam on Passions. Who do you pattern? Who did you pattern that after? Well, look, you know, Sam <laughs> was because I'm from the Midwest. And I think there's a lot of Midwestern qualities that was in Sam. Uh, you know, he's married uh, faithfully, and uh, wow, well, well, you take that back. I was married. You know, we had some things going on with Ivy, and uh, tried to stay faithful, put it that way. Uh, and you know, he had kids. He he, he was a hard, he was a blue collar guy, and that was my dad was a uh, worked in a factory. My mom was a was a country western musician uh, singer and so my house was kind of like a blue collar um, 
musician house. Uh, you know, we turned our basement into kind of a studio and, uh, and so, um, yeah, but blue collar, man, I, I think, and, and that's, I'm from Lancaster, Ohio, and that's uh, factory uh, farmland is kind of how I would, uh, but, you know, over the years it kind of had to reinvent itself. So small business came in and kind of turned the town to a completely different uh, uh, than what it was. But, yeah, I mean, Sam Bennett was blue collar, man. Let's get up. Let's go to work. Uh, you know, got to, gotta, uh, you know, uh, make money and, and bring home money for, for my family and, and – uh, so yeah, that's how I would uh, describe him, and and that was a lot of, you know, I lived it. You know, my my, uh, uh, you know, my dad was was that kind of guy. So probably you know, like probably my dad. I would say a lot of that stuff came from my dad. Well, that's a good answer. Thank you for, thank you for that one. Now I'm going to take you in a totally new direction. I got four ladies to list for you. Uh, Kim uh-huh. Johnson Ulrich, Dana Sparks, uh-huh. yep, uh, Susan Walters, uh-huh. and Michelle Stafford. What do uh-huh. each of these women bring to your table as a leading man? So, oh. Kim, when I worked with Kim, Kim was uh, she was extremely funny, so much fun to work with. Um, she's a great kisser. Uh, still give, give her tops for that. Um, and we had so much fun together. It was more of a comedic thing with Kim, um, because she's, she's comedy. She plays comedy so well. Uh, Dana was, was, um, yeah, Dana was fun. I mean, look, I, I, I'm blessed to be working with such four powerful powerhouse, uh, women, uh, Dana was like uh, so much fun to work with as well. Uh, we all got along very nicely, uh, and they, of course, got along with my wife. Um, they knew her very well. Uh, Susan was my first time back to daytime, and she was, and her and Kim know each other very well. So the first day I'm walking in the parking lot, she's like, "Oh my God, we have mutual friend Kim," and I'm like, "Oh yeah." I love Kim, and and uh, and so um, and and Susan was was she was so generous and so nice. It felt so comfortable to work with her, and so easy. Uh, and as that flashback happened, then our our relationship, of course, when I came back to General City, was totally different than our flashbacks. So it's 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 been, um, you know. Every time, look, sometimes we, I, I do these movies, uh, uh, Lifetime movies, and you go, and it's like you meet everybody on set, and, hey, this is so-and-so. She's going to be your wife. Hi, this is so-and-so. This is going to be your daughter. And it's like you have to have instant chemistry. And mm-hmm. I think that out of all of the four, I have chemistry with all of them in, in different ways. Um, and Michelle, the, the, we, we, we just shot a scene recently and it, it got really intimate, uh, but it was so much fun. And it turned out to be something that wasn't supposed to be like that. And it just happened organically. Um, so I think that working with all these, these beautiful and talented women that, 
it, it really frees me up to be, um, uh, to be, to, to challenge ourselves, take chances. And there's such great actors that you can do that with. Uh, yep. So each one of them have, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different thing for each one, but Hey man, I'm, I'm blessed to have worked with all four of them. So, um, yeah, you are. Question. Ah, I you. Thank you. Thank you so much for answering. Yeah, that was a good Thanks. question. Thanks. That was a good one. Thanks, You David. guys, man, um, asked some really good you're questions, welcome. man. <laughs> we do our homework. And last but yeah. not least, we have, we have Anthony. <clears throat> Anthony, go ahead. Anthony! Hey, James, how you doing? <laughs> good. By the way, the next time you're in Miami, let me know. We got a party. But, um, yeah, first, I sure. just want to shout out real quick. We met years ago at an NBC upfront. I worked at the Associated Press, and you were so much fun. Um, and the second oh, shout cool. out is kudos to your wife, man, because you're a chick magnet. And for, you know, <laughs> for her to experience it all and be so cool. So, all right, I'll get to my questions. Yeah. My first question is, you know, the soap business has, has elevated a lot of, of great actors into, you know, that next realm. And I think it mm-hmm. frustrates a lot of soap fans that some of them choose not to um, acknowledge, associate with, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then you know, we get actors on this show who talk to us about the training ground and what soaps, you know, if you've done a soap, then there's no other acting that you can't do. So can you talk to mm-hmm. us a little bit about what soaps gave you for, you know, the lifetimes and the feature films and the other stuff that you've done? What did being on a soap give your acting career and your acting method? Well, um, you know, that, that, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's that meaning I, I don't really understand why people wouldn't say, you know, uh, Hey, I was on a soap for, for however long or whatever, because that's what it is. I mean, when you're, Look, when you're doing a soap, depending on your age, now if you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s and, you know, I'm 60, it's different. Uh, and I've been around. I, my first one was in uh, – I, I shot Another World in New York, and I went yeah. to As the World Turns. Short brief because I had read for uh, Passions while I was recurring on As a World Turns, I, and then, you know, ended up getting it. And then, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to L.A. I'm so happy. Um, but it is true. Look, when you're doing a soap opera and you have the amount of dialogue that, that we have, people don't – I mean, if, you, if you've never – like, and, and this is a true story. I know, I know a few of my friends that were doing a uh, – they were doing primetime – shows and and you know movies and stuff and they stepped on a soap and they're like i have so much respect for you i can't do it i cannot do that what you're doing and and some people it's good it's good throw them in see where you see where you land and because it's it's a whole different animal than anything else that you do like what you know i'm doing uh, I, I just shot a movie uh, recently, and I was doing three and a half pages for the day. Uh, and and I, I did maybe six or seven pages one day, and it was like, wow, that's, this is a lot. Um, 
the difference is, you know, you're getting four cameras, and they're cutting it as you go. They're editing yeah. it as, as, you're, as you're doing it. And, um, and that's the, the only thing. Yeah. Exactly. And look, it, and, and it all depends on the day if they're, if they're running behind. Um, you, you sometimes, you know, would like to get another crack at it, but usually you're getting one crack at it. And, and you, you know, if you're doing a five-page scene, um, you know, you're, you're just, you just want to stay in it uh, and, and deliver a good performance. But it's true. I mean, look, when you go out and do a soap, that gives you the, gives you the, the, the confidence to go, well, well, hell, I mean, we're talking dialogue-wise. Now, it's, it's different animal across the board. Now, when you start doing movies and be more charactery and uh, you're shooting it different, meaning, you know, you're shooting a wide, a mid, and then now you're doing your close-ups. Uh, so I've learned how to, to, to gauge those years ago. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, to go back, for me being back on the stage with Young and the Rest has, has made me realize how hard uh, these actors work. And sometimes they don't get enough praise for the work they do. They don't. And, and, uh, and, and I, but, you know, if you, it's just the appreciation that I am now coming from not being on a soap since 2009, coming back, I'm like, wow, wow, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's amazing what they do. And, and it, it really is. Uh, but, you know, I always said that too, like getting back to my point about 20s, 30s, 40s. Now, when you're in your 20s, you do a soap and you want to, um, of course, you may want to go out and try to do other things. I strongly suggest that. 30s, the same thing. Now, when you start getting in your 40s and now me, it's 50, you, you're like, um, you know, you, you, you have a tendency to say, you know what, I, I like the, the, the steady job of the steady gang and the guaranteed um, paycheck. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, look, it's not the, the, the way it was back you know, in the 90s and in the 2000s, um, you know, soaps, I mean, you got to remember that, you know, all of them started to, the, the one quick thing I'll say about Passions was uh, when Passions first was was this new show and it was owned by NBC and, and Time Magazine, I think, or some, some uh, publication came out and go, why would you want to do a soap opera now, 1999, when yeah. viewership is declining and whatever? And then, um, uh, so I don't know if the idea was what they did, but you got to remember, Passions created a whole new audience. Uh, mm-hmm. because it was a much younger crowd. And I got, a, I got an example. When we first did the show, one of my bucket lists was I was in, I was in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. We had, a, we had a float. And so we stopped a float, and there was like thousands of cheerleaders from high school. I mean, thousands, right? And our float stopped, and the place just erupted. And that was very early on in the show. And, and everybody was like, wow, man, we've made a, we've made a dent in the, in the kids that were like 14, 15, 16, running home and watching the show. Uh, and I think we did that, Passions did a reintroduction of daytime television. Uh, 
and, mm-hmm. and because I think that's what was, was hurting the declining viewership was people were just, you know, like older generation that would watch soaps and then it wasn't being handed down so much to the younger generation. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that was my point. You know, I think soaps for actors in the different age groups, it, it's, it's looked upon differently. Do I want to make this a career? Do I want to jump on and really uh, have that training ground with me? And I'll put that in my pocket and I'll move on to my next, uh, you know, my next show. But the one thing you always got to remember is there's when, when, when you're working in this business, I've been doing this. My first gig was 1994, I think, uh, you know, you're, you're, you may hit a moment where you're, you're just not booking. And I went through that. I went through, there's a few years where I'm like, well, because I went to, after the show ended, I went to Puerto Rico for a year, came back. And that was right when the writer strike was happening, uh, the actors strike, uh, uh, writer strike, actors, and, and it was just, it, and then streaming was happening. Nobody knew what was going to happen. No one knew, like, you know, uh, and, and, I, and, and I came back uh, to L.A. and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump on another show. It's only going to take me anything. And, and you know what? It took, me, it took me a minute and I had to go through all of that, like, is it me? What's going on? And I got, you know, I, I've been with my manager for a long time, but I was going through these agents like, well, you know, something's not right. And I just, I just felt that it was me. I was the, I was the problem. And once I figured it out that you cannot do this business on a, a surface, you got to dig. You, you really have to give it all you got or else you're not going to last. Um, so, that's, yeah, that's, that's a great answer. Um, all yeah. right, so for my second and last question for you, it's a two-part question. Um, you alluded to the Johnny Christachi year and, you know, some of your pre-soap opera experiences. Uh-huh. And I think sure. our listeners love to hear, I mean, you know, you've, you've hobnobbed with models, you've done feature films, you've done episodic television, uh-huh. you've done soaps. You walked the runway, all of, you know, you partied, man, Miami, Los Angeles, Studio 54, New York. So can you give us, you know, maybe two amazing highlights from a little of that kind of time period? And the second part to that question is, I've heard tell that you've had a couple of famous roommates and um, maybe some friendships with folks like Kevin Costner and Richard Gere. Could you give us a little highlight into that, too? So, you know... When I, <laughs> this is, I'll, I'll make this is, so when I, when I was a, a, a high school, 17 years old, um, you know, I was hearing about all these kids going to college and, and, uh, and I said, you know, I, I got to, uh, I, I need to make my move. I was going to play basketball at a, a junior college, which was at, at the, like in my town. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. There's, I, I got to get, I, I wanted to get out and start moving. So joined the military and I didn't know what I was going to do after that and ended up staying. And I started, uh, I met Peter Chadwick, which was name of Chadwick's uh, modeling agency in Australia. And so I take my, because you shoot modeling, you know, everybody knows you shoot pictures. It's different than it was back then, but you shoot these eight by tens they are in your book and you have a book and you go to see agents and they, you know, whatever. So uh, I took my book in, and that's when models were still shooting the cover of GQ 
there was like Bruce Hulse. There was like all of these super top models books in there. And I'm like, these guys are never, I've only got eight uh, test shots in my book. Uh, so anyway, I walking out, I literally bump into Peter Chadwick, who was, would probably change my life. Uh, and uh, we, we said hello, whatever. And, uh, and uh, um, I was bartending at this place in Hawaii called The Wave. Uh, and um, they called and they said, hey, they, they want you to come over to Australia. And, um, and, but they want you to leave like next week. And uh, uh, I'm, like, I'm like, hell yeah. So, um, so I think it was 21 or 22 and um, 20, yeah, 21. And uh, hey, uh, jumped on the plane, went to Australia and I lived there for a year. And uh, that was probably one of the most amazing things. I'm walking down Bondi Beach, and I called my brother and I said, "Hey, man, I'm in Australia." And uh, it was it was <laughs> it was life changing for me. And then from Australia, I went to London uh, uh, for three years. Um, and uh, you know, we uh, one of the one of the most amazing uh, Versace stories is when Guns N' Roses was at the height of their popularity. Stephanie yeah. Seymour, who was a Versace model, was going out with him. So we, we would uh, we would hang out. Um, and uh, we went to a concert outside of Milan. And we, you know, we got, we went backstage and we went to talk to Axel and Slash. And, and we just, we that was probably one of the most amazing nights uh, that we had. And we went as a group. And then the other time, you know, one night I'm sitting with, uh, with Elton John and he and we're having a dinner. It was me, uh, Johnny, and uh, Donatella, my wife, and uh, Elton John. <laughs> and and so we had an amazing conversation uh, um, that night, and and we hung out, and we again we saw Elton at uh, Johnny's house in Milan. Um, but so, and and then one night in London, we did the Sting had this, this, uh, save the force. Rainforest, yeah. Went for, for, yeah. And, uh, so I got to hang out with Sting for a little bit and, and, uh, and, and, Trudy. and, and yeah, it was, so, you know, I look back on some of these stories and some of the, some people I've met and, and it's, it's, you know, it, it's been, it, look, I've, like I said, I've lived a lot longer than you guys have, you know, I'm 60 and I've, and I've, and I've got a lot of a lot of stories, and uh, but uh, yeah, man, it, 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 you know when you're hanging that that time, back in the '80s, '85 to '89, I, I think I started working with Versace in '89 to '92 or something like that. I mean, that's 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 who was around. Uh, um, Michael Hutchins from NXS. NXS yeah. is probably one of my favorite bands. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, love NXS. Kylie? What's that? Jimmy Kylie, Minogue, Kylie, <laughs> Kylie Minogue. Well, so you got to remember this, you guys. We haven't touched on this, but Dead or Alive. I went and did a, two concerts with Dead or Alive. Um, Damn. One eighty-seven, one in eighty-nine. Uh, we did a, we did Japan and we did the United States, and then the last one we did Japan. And Kylie Minogue was in the Pet Shop Boys. ABC uh, were on the bill with us, um, so. Uh, Dead or Alive, there's a there's a uh, live video. It's called Dead or Alive, Rip It Up. And um, yeah, so so I did that. 
in 87 and 89. So, yeah, I've <laughs> I've been around and done some stuff, man. Kylie, well, I'll tell you what, when, when I, when I come back in my next – Go ahead, Pam, Oh, I was going to say, when I come back in my next life, I either want to be you or I want to be your wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was, was going to say, Kylie Minogue, I'm, I'm gay, but if there was one woman who could, you know, keep me for the rest of my life, it's my Kylie girl. But before yeah. you go, just give us a little tease. I, I heard tell that you were up for some of the same roles as Richard and Kevin, and then at some point you ended up at a party and becoming friends with them? Um. Well, Richard, we we uh, um, uh, it was the um, the we were in Paris and we did there was a Versace party and I went up and I performed because uh, I was trying to do music at that time. Uh, I got a, a demo deal with Elector Records and so I was up performing and so I had we we, we that's what that was when way back when he was going out with Cindy Crawford uh, and. Um, um, so one thing, but the Kevin Costner thing, I, um, I, I don't, I don't know if that's, if, if that's true because I, I never had a Kevin Costner moment, only Richard Gere. Um, gotcha. I may have read for some of the same roles with Kevin, but you got to remember Kevin's a, <laughs> you know, uh, he, he's not reading for any roles, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You were in there just um, to check off the box that they looked at other people. <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much for answering my questions. You're awesome, man. And oh, my God. Back you guys, in, you guys really, really good questions. You stayed for like an hour after the event was over just talking to everyone, and I remember thinking to myself, this guy is freaking cool. <laughs> but go, thank you uh, so much for being here with us. Yeah. Oh, man, you guys, it's been great. You guys come up with some really good questions, man. Really, really, really good, uh, and I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much again for joining us. And would you want to give everybody a shout-out, your fans a shout-out before you go? Well, look, let's, let's, let's be honest. There's no, there's no more loyal fans than, than Soap fans. Soap fans are the most loyal fans. Preach. Uh, I've, I've, had, I've had so many, uh, like when we did the Passions reunion, the Zoom reunion, I think we did it in 2021 or yep. – and it was amazing how many people uh, signed in and, and, and got to see everybody from Passions. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, and then right after that was when Richard Schilling passed away. It was a shock to all of us. Yeah. Um, he was the producer with uh, – and then Lisa De Gazette actually passed away, I think, I think two years before that or something like that. And then Richard passed away. We were, it, it was – it was a shock, um, but anyway, I, I I love my fans. They're they're amazing. They've they've always been there to support me. And um, you know, we got some great stuff coming up on YNR. Uh, I don't know when uh, they're going to pull the plug, but you know what? I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, I know that I'm working all the way uh, past March. So you know what? We'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know what? I'm going to enjoy every day, and I'm blessed, and I just I'm um, I'm so grateful. Yeah, we will uh, keep voicing our opinion that we want you to stay, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> We're hoping so, because if you're yeah. going to get into a, if you're going to get into a relationship with Phyllis, then we need you to stick around because we think it's going to be dynamite. 
So thanks again yeah. for joining us, oh, and we welcome. welcome you back anytime. anytime. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you so much, guys. Great questions. Great in. Thank you so much. Thank You're you. Awesome. You're thanks. welcome. Bye-bye. It was fun. So much fun. Yes. Okay. Well, he was fun. Yes. Very interesting. I could have listened to him tell stories all day. Come on, Pam. Admit it. You had yourself a little Sam crush back in the passion days. I I never watched passion. Wait, what? Wait. Oh, nope. wow. Okay, okay. Well, don't, gonna, don't forget. So, don't forget I was an ABC girl growing okay, up. And but when, that's not when I, ABC boy, but I used when to I, commercials to the other shows to see yeah, what was but, going on. Yeah. But I did that, TV. too. But I did that with uh, Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, and Days I did on commercials. Oh, I get oh, that. I get And, and look like, at some of the... The salmon Pilar, the salmon Ivy. Oh, Pam. Pam, Pam oh. I got you. I got you. Don't worry, Pam. I got you. Yeah, I got you too. I can make a little care package for you of, of passion. No, screw that. No, screw that. I'm gonna do like I'm gonna do the OG. I'm gonna do the whole passions 101 with her. The introduction to passions, so she gets a breakdown of the characters and the family. Then we do the relationship, you know, and then we ease you into storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I did. I do know that. I mean, I saw it like one time, I think, and it was. Um, um, oh, what's her name? She's a famous actress. I can't think of her name. Julia Mills. Julia Mills. Yes. And I saw her, and then they were talking about. I don't know a. Um, was it witches or I don't know? It was like something off the wall that I was like, okay, okay I don't know if I'm gonna get into this. So wait a minute. So hold on, wait a minute. I'm gonna help you out. I'm, or a puppet or whatever. I don't know. No, it was Tammy the doll. The doll. It was. It became a real life doll. So basically, okay. So I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna help you out. Only the you know picture comics of the mannequin. Only Timmy actually had a personality and 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 did a little magic. No, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna help you out, Pam. The easiest way possible. Passions was created based off the popularity of Marlena's Devil's Possession from Days of Our Lives with yeah. James E. Riley. We're gonna start from there, okay? You got you got that, okay? So then yeah. you had a character, Teresa, okay? Now Teresa was just like everybody dreams of a big life, sort of like Erica Kane, okay? And she had Lindsay a crush. Hardy, by the way, just so yeah, we, Lizzie Harley. Okay, yep. Teresa had a thing for the hottest guy in Harmony, Ethan, mm-hmm. who was like the Prince, Prince, Prince Harry of Harmony, okay? And she would do everything. Yeah, I mean, it was a couple of Ethan's. Well, that guy, yeah, him. Um, but shout out to Eric Marzo. Hey, Eric. Um, but she, um, she really, really, really dreamt about him and really, really was doing anything and everything to get to Ethan. Some would say back then that was unacceptable because what we didn't know was in reality, she was a stalker. She was obsessed, clearly. Um, she could have went to jail for her obsession. Um, I mean, she really did do everything. And then there's Gwen. 
him. She loves okay, him. Okay, she loves him. I understand that. But as you, as, when you're when you're in that state of mind, you see how I did that? I just promoted that too. Um, you know, like Pam, you remember back in the day when you had a crush on like a rock star or a big celebrity like uh, David Cassidy or somebody like that? I don't know. Um, you know, and you was just like cut the picture out, post it like right on your wall. You even probably put it on your teddy bear. I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm just saying. That's, that was Teresa. So that's stage one right there. We'll teach you more about passions as the, the month goes on. <laughs> okay. How does she not watch passions? Like, seriously, how does she not watch passions? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Well. Oh, was that online? Uh, was that one, uh, off? Oh, I thought it was off. 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 And mm-hmm. it just, honestly, it didn't catch me that first episode. Then all of a sudden, I started hearing stuff about there's a little doll that's walking around talking, and 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 they go back in time to talk about witches. I said, wait, 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 wait. Up on a soap opera, and it's not on Telemundo. It's not a Telenovela. I gotta, ch- I gotta tune back in. And I did. And I gotta be honest, I was hooked. You know, you know, my hours, you know. I would do ABC as my primary, but the minute it went to commercial, but I've always said this, if it was really good on the other show for that day, I would hit my, my, my VCR in the living room and run into the other room and watch it on the other TV because it was that good and I had to see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally, like, singing the theme song. Like, I'm over here really, like... Oh, that like, is you, like, Candace. Yeah, that was me. I was like, <laughs> did y'all hear me? <laughs> I didn't think it was that loud. I did, but yeah. No, I, I love Sunset I mean, Beach. That was a good one. Sunset Beach was good. Here's how, okay, I'm going to, okay. Like James said, that passions did usher in a younger demographic. And, and, and the truth is, is that, you know, when passions came out, you did have, you know, Sunset Beach was still going, but it was sort of getting ready to leave out. Pa- Sunset Beach was more for the, Again, it was by Aaron Spelling, so it's for the Aaron Spelling crowd, like the 90210 Merrill's Place, and that's how they market it. With Passions, it, for the older, I'm going to say it, to be honest. Don't forget, we knew with that time, Sunset Beach was leaving. But what I'm saying is with Passions, Passions had a double-edged sword because, first and foremost, oh, yeah. it, came on during the, it came on during the summer. So, of course, teenagers, young adults was home because there was no school. The older crowd mm-hmm. did not welcome passions because it was taking away it, it was it was in another world's time slide. So it was sort yeah. of you know, the older crowd was feeling that passions was you know, that they was like, Okay, y'all must don't want the loyal fans. But passions because again, James E. Riley, this this was his baby. Because mm-hmm. of something that happened on days that was the number one. Let me yep. let me say this for people in the in the back. When the OJ Sims, when all that stuff was happening, days was the most watched one that watch. bring yep. the bring greatest in because of the devil procession storyline. 
So the supernatural effects of a soap was key for passion. And with passions, you did have, you know, here's the thing. You had, uh, uh, oh, crap, uh, shoot, I can't think of her name right now, but you had uh, Marie McCormick. Everybody knows Marie. Masha, Masha, Masha. Like, she was playing. Masha, yeah. Right? Then you had, I mean, I love Liza, but, you know, the, again, Liza is the daughter of the queen. Susan Lucci. Yeah, Susan Lucci. Yeah. So, you know, they were marketing all of this and, and at, at a time where they were trying to, because, again, you have Port Charles. Now, keep in mind, Port Charles was not doing the arc yet. Thank you. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Stop right there because so, I've been waiting for you to finish so I could bring this up because the one thing that bothers me about what we give to passions in perpetuity is not entirely true. Passions and Port Charles were competing against each other for that viewership. They made each other better. If you really go well, back and look at all. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back even farther, and I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to pull. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Poor Charles says, y'all know I love y'all. And ABC was trying to save money. But I'm going to keep it 100. Because of the popularity of passion is half of the reason why poor Charles decided to do some story arcs like vampires and stuff. We was going into that era because if you really go yeah. there, 99, that like 98, 99, we had the Buffies. We was getting the supernatural yeah. effect on soap. So I, I do want to get, and, and, and I'm going to say this, Passion does not get the cred that they truly deserve. So, and again, this is, I'm going to do it right now because we had James Hyde. Passion was the first soap, one of the first soaps to go all three, Network, Sci-Fi, yep. Direct 101, yep. okay? Number two, they were the first soap to have an after show because Eric Montauk yep. was hosting that show. Yep. Two, they had a bestseller on the New York Times with Hidden they Passion, were the first okay? Yep. And, and I'm going to say it loud and proud on this. They had the first black lesbian on their soap. All right. Well, we and, have hit the one hour mark. So as much as we love passions and James, we are so yes. glad that you came to be with us. But we do have yes. more soaps to talk about. So let's let yes. Willie choose where we're going first. Willie, what soap are you most interested in this week? I'm interested the most this week on Young and the Wrestlers. There's craziness uh, going on with Sally still playing this game of did she tell Adam and listening to Chloe, who's really, I hate to say, but she's just a really bad influence on her because she hates Adam anyway. She's like, oh, well, don't let Adam know. He doesn't need to know because let's just go with, let's just play devil's advocate and say that it's Nick's baby. Get him tested first and then tell Adam if he's really going to be the daddy. But always really pushing for like that not to happen and if that's not enough then we also got um oh that crazy murder that just doesn't end i swear i'm looking forward to when they finally do that court trial because i'm tired of hearing about the ipo that nobody cares about i mean if you think about it wouldn't it be funny this Mm -hmm. whole town of general city nobody really pays attention to anymore ipo (laughs) um what else oh 
Summer finally told Kyle off, which was so good. I'm so proud of Summer. I am finally a Summer fan again. She finally told her husband that that's not how it, that's not how it works. Like she's trying to say, okay, I made a mistake. Let's go home. She's like, no, it doesn't work like that. You got to you got to you got to make up for what you've done, because what he did to her, his father, by working with Victor, that really upset her. Yeah. And then he he had the nerve to make her think that she's acting like her mom, and he's like. She's like, well, what about you? What are you? Who are you acting like? And so I really enjoyed the the stories that are so slowly building up again. Um, I think it covered everybody, most of all. I know Sharon and Chancellor are doing slow a slow build up, so that's oh, about Hammer. it. How about you, Pam? Well, so what Will was talking about as far as the young and the restless, um. I I hate this baby story, who's the daddy. I don't like it at all. Been there, done that 16,000 million times, and especially with Nick and that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And what else? Oh, I I can't wait to see the girls get their baby, and hopefully there's no last-minute pull-off where they say, oh, she changed her mind, you can't adopt our baby. Yeah, because they already did that already. But come on, Pam. Yeah, but they've done other things, too. You know, you and I both know we're getting something. There's not going to be a smooth transition, whether it be she doesn't want to give up I know. That's why I'm saying that. Yeah, I know. I know. It's making me nuts. Um, You know, don't forget, both of those women have a little bit of checkered past. So, you know, somebody could step in and try to throw a monkey wrench in that direction, too. And if that's the case, I'm kind of in for it because that's a storyline we've only seen once or twice on soaps. You know, it's always, I changed my mind, I'm going to keep my baby. Wait a minute, that's my egg, you can't have my child. But if it was something where they came for it and said, well, you know, Mariah has this history and Tessa has this history, in good conscience, I can't give my baby to them, that's a storyline I could go with. But go ahead, Pam, keep going. Yeah, no, I I get it. I mean, and I can understand that too, but eventually, of course, I would like the happy ending for them because they oh, both have changed their lives, you know. No, absolutely. Yeah, but you know what? I don't want them to go with the storyline that she changes her mind and she wants to keep the baby because she's bonded with it, blah, 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 blah. We've seen yeah, that storyline yeah. on every single yeah. soap. But if they turn it around and say, you know what? I found out all this stuff about both of you and I wasn't comfortable in the first place that you're lesbians, not, and I'm LGBTQ. I don't want anyone to be against mm-hmm. lesbians, but I can right. see the mood of the country. I can see that storyline being really impactful. So, right. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now, I do not like this Nate. I know probably uh, some of you guys do, but I don't like Nate at all like this. If he came on to Y&R as, a, as this type of personality, then that would be different. But he, they did a total 180 with him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, from All the right, boardroom. I get Very much so. Candace, you're up, honey. Okay. Yeah. So I, I actually like me, and I'm going to tell you something. I don't think they did a 180. I think what they did was they just made him more self-aware and cocky which I was so hoping for 
because I was waiting ever since he hurt his hand, you know, with Devon. Like, he's had it out yeah. with Devon. Keep in mind, that's, that's yeah. what kind of started it. The fact that, quote, unquote, Devon is the golden one. It's sort of the opposite of Malcolm and Neil, which I yeah. love in a way. Yeah, um, that's true. I like the fact that he feels that he's more empowered. Like, you know how somebody is, is um, full of themselves without yeah. them even knowing? Like, that is Nate. And I got to give Sean Dominic his props because I've seen a growth in him um, as far as the acting of, and, the, and the character. Because I'm yeah. like, okay, Nate, you're feeling yourself. You really are feeling yourself right now. But like everybody said, you don't know 1% about this business. Like the only factor is is that Victoria is teaching you what to do and how to do it and whatnot. And, again, <laughs> oh, my God. It's like I'm enjoying – here's the thing. Okay. I know some people are not feeling all, right, all of this. Put a pen in it for just one second because I'm going to give okay. reality check to our listeners. Here's the deal. When it comes to guys like that, most guys – especially guys like that, when somebody's giving them a little bit of mentorship, when they're giving them the props, guys eat that up and they take that personality on because ultimately speaking, they're trying to give back to the person that's mentoring them up in that direction. Yes. For all the people out there on social media who's like, you know, Nate, all of a sudden they're writing him this way. No, it's not all of a sudden they're writing him this way. They are skillfully crafting the fact that he's coming into who he is and he's being pushed by an aggressively powerful woman who yes. probably thinks, damn, she's sexy. So I've got to bring yeah. it on because A, she believes in me, and B, I want to get those pants or skirt or dress or whatever off as soon as I possibly can. Well, okay, I'm going to half agree with Anthony and half not. And the reason I'm going to say this is because I have to bring Elena into this. My oh, whole thing to. is I had, to, I had to bring my girl in because the thing is, is that, again, when you feel yourself, when you start feeling yourself and you're feeling cocky and whatnot, you start to turn on other people. The fact yeah. that it was two times now – how many times? Uno and dos. That he kind of um, neglected Elena to be with Victoria because, again, like you said, when you start feeling yourself and you got people that's like pumping you up, you feel as though Stroking you're better your than the other people. Stroking you're, your right? ego. Uh huh. You're feeling like you you're better than the people that you're belong that you hang out with, and that's what he yeah. was doing. Okay. Oh, wait, and then. It does come to, like, real-life reality, though, because Elena keeps wanting to pull him back to, quote-unquote, natural reality. Right. Yeah. But then there's, so, we, but we got to figure out, but wait a minute, but there's somebody else in the mix. But wait a minute, we, there's somebody else in the mix here. We got Victoria up here, right? Boom. Okay. We got Elena over here. There's this little yeah. girl, well, yeah. I shouldn't call her little girl, but she's a sassy. She knows how to play the game. What's the girl's name? Allure, Allure, uh, uh, what's the girl's name? Audra. 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 Okay. Audra. Well, let me, let me clarify this. I saw chemistry yes. when yes. I got the scenes with her and Nate. 
And I was like, oh, this is how it's going to go down. Because, again, when you're feeling yourself and somebody says, hey, daddy, hey, poppy, you know, all that stuff, and that's what this girl was kind of doing. She's giving him the look up. I'm going to tell you right now, like I said, I'm enjoying all of this because he feels as though, like he's telling Victoria, hire her. Why? After what she just did, you still want her to be on the team. Okay. He's feeling he wants to be an alpha. That's why. He wants to be an alpha. Exactly. No, 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 no. He wants to be no. surrounded with people that continue the feeling that he's feeling inside himself. But that's what, honestly, that's what him being, no, that's, but that's still being an alpha because he feels as though, okay, Victoria is making moves and brought Nate on, right? Okay. Yeah. Nate and Daddy Vic though, is catching on to the to the way they act towards yeah. each other. Right. That's going to be interesting. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, Nate is feeling himself, too, because he feels as though, okay, I kissed Victoria. Yeah. Me and yeah. Victoria was, okay? So now he yes. feels as though he's in. To all the haters out there that are saying that this is, and Pam, I love you, but here's the answer to your question. This isn't a, this isn't a 180. He's not going in the opposite direction. He's being, being propped up by Victoria, the mentoring that she's giving him. Then he has the little girl who's like, oh, you hop hoppy. Oh, my God, you hop hoppy. And that's you know, going to yeah. be a failure right there. He, that's going to be the he, cause he, of his, of his setup. He right. And so the even though he's got that solid relationship, Elena, with who Elena, is always nourished, you but, but there's something it's else you're missing. There's something, but there's something what? else you're missing. Candace, hear me, right? Candace, hear me, just one second. Men, for the most part, there's exceptions to the rule, of course, but men always pick what's what's tasty over what's nourishing. And Young and the Restless right now, and you know me, I got a lot of bones to pick with Young and the Restless over the last couple of years. But on this one, they've got it straight on. Their building is so good. Oh, I agree. I agree. They're making him... They're making him be that character that has to choose between what's tasty and what's nourishing. And you're forgetting I've the best part. I've got to add a Sheila moment in here. I've got to add a Sheila moment. What Sheila would say is um, that you always want what you can't have. That's, That's true. true. Yes. That's true. But also you got re- you got to realize that there's somebody else he's trying to compete with. In his head, he's trying to compete with Devon. You know what, Candace? I agree with you. That's there. But I don't, I really don't think that's the primary motive. I think the primary motive. I'm confused motive on is, that, Candace. Wait, wait, Candace, let me finish on that. Didn't, didn't, when I remember Neil was, Neil was with um, Nate when he was little, right? But it's not, it's not little. about them being, Mel it's somewhat. not about being little. It's, it's, here's the thing. And Anthony, I don't think because we, because. Butting heads. When, they butt, when they butt heads, that was Malcolm. Yeah, Anthony, no, okay. wait a minute, because Anthony, you was cutting in and out. Go ahead, Anthony. No, what I'm saying is, is at this point, right? They're giving him, they're giving him that the women are feeding that ego that he's finally starting to feel. I, I absolutely agree that the piece of competition with Devin is there, but the more driving factor is, of it all is these women are finally seeing me 
but who I think me could be in different ways. But it, it's like a Sex and the City kind of conglomeration. Carrie was the, the personality of Samantha, Charlotte, and Miranda. Yeah. She had pieced yeah. all those personalities, and that's what Nate's feeling right now. Each of these women is giving him a different piece. The competition with Devon is there. Of course it is. But really what's driving it is he's trying to give each of these women what they see in him, and then he's trying to also be cocky about it. And you don't be cocky about it, so you got somebody on lockdown, and that's the problem. He doesn't have somebody on lockdown. That's great right, right there. Candace, uh, one more point, and then we'll go to David with what he's feeling about um, Young and the Restless right now. Oh, no, I was just going to say that I'm actually I'm enjoying the minister stuff. Um, side note, Michelle Morgan is on back on set. She's on set. I so, saw that. So, yeah. I know, girl, so, I know. I was like, let's get it popping. I said, we got some court stuff probably coming up. But I'm enjoying, see, this is what I think people forget about Young and the Rockless. Each show has their own identity. General Hospital yes. is General Hospital mob stuff, right? Bone the Beautiful, allegedly fashion and romance. Days of Our Lives, religion, supernatural couples, right? We no, got the Russell is supernatural couples and family. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was going. I was going to see. Family. No, no, I was going to group Anthony. I was going to group all four of them with family. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. See, you just messed with my whole flow. But no, Young and Russell has always been about like the business aspect of you know of the Brooks Fosters, you know, working to survive, and then you got Newman Abbott, you got all that. And then with all four, you got the family aspect. See how, how it works. But I'm enjoying Young and the Rustless because you got the sneakiness, which is Phyllis and, you know, what she's doing with Daniel. Daniel, Daniel trying to tell you, Phyllis, mind your own. Mind your, stay in your life. Oh, my God. Thank God for Daniel. Thank God for Daniel. put his mama in her place. Right. And, yeah, I love the fact that there's some drama between Kyle and Summer. And I like Kyle and Summer. But I do, I do. But they need the drama. They need but they the need some adult because, stuff to tackle, yes. Right, because here's the thing. But, see, this is also what I enjoy. This is, see, this is, this is what I'm enjoying. They felt they're falling for the curse of being a Newman and an Abbott, okay? Uh-huh. And the thing is, is that you would think these two, especially Summer, right? And Summer told Kyle, do not get mixed up with my grandfather because it's going to cause you harm. Take it from me. At the same time, though, Kyle is also dealing not only with that, right, but also with his mama and his daddy. Okay. Kyle, you get a high five uh, because you said, and I'm quoting, do you trust my, like, I don't want y'all back together. Like, in a sense of, mm. I, like, he's looking out for Jack, as well as Ashley, as well as some of us on the phone, right? Because Jack is also, just like Nate, setting himself up for failure. Diane, even though she hasn't done anything, a homegirl got something up her sleeve. Because she's acting too hard. That's where the point is. Kyle and they is the voice of reason Because Kyle is saying in his head, okay, she just can't be. The history is what it is. Some shoe is going to drop at this point, and nobody wants to hear what he's trying to say. 
I mean, it's to the point like Jack is, again, all right, take a look at Jack. Jack has been hurt too many times. Uh-huh. Not only by, by the loved ones, like his relationships, but his family. He's been alone. So the fact that Diane, who, by the way, Jack, just so you know, lied to you when she came back, when she tripped, when she tripped out your granddaughter, Allie, into thinking that this was Taylor from Los Angeles. Uh-huh, okay. But I get it. Tom Hill's all wounds, and you're seeing the softer side of Diane Jenkins. That's fine. That's great. Kamuna Dente. All right. But at the same time, Jack, you need to watch yourself because when you get burned, and even though, yes, Phyllis, Ashley, and Nikki, Ashley's already felt the burn. Phyllis is feeling the burn. Nikki has not felt the burn. But, Jack, you're risking yourself, your family, mm-hmm. and, yes, because of your little heist that you thought was so cute, this could also destroy your boat as well. So you know what? Oh, yeah. Jack, I'm happy that you're in love. I am so glad to see you smiling. But, baby, your brain better be working yeah. because you need to yeah. watch all sides. Yeah. Okay. All now. right, Candace, Candace we got to go yeah. to David. But before we go to David, because I have to wait in, I'm just going to say this. Okay, Jack, Jack, I love you. I so love you. But you have to start listening to your son. You have to start listening to your sister. And you have to start listening to the folks in your life who have been there through it all. Through it all. Because they all trying to tell you, Jack. They all trying to tell you. No, Willie, Willie, love you, but you had your opportunity. David, it's your turn, and then we've got to go on to L.A. and Bold and the Beautiful. David, Young and the Restless, what's hitting you? What's not hitting you right now? What's, what's eating me is probably Jack's naivete toward the whole situation. I, th- I think he's acting out of loneliness. He hasn't had anyone for the longest time, so he's holding on to his family, but he wants to keep his family together, and he doesn't like all the pressure from Ashley, from Nikki, from Phyllis, and from anyone else. He wants to take his time. He wants to enjoy Diane, but he doesn't know. Everyone doesn't trust Diane in this aspect or any aspect, rather. With good reason, though, so Jack, David. With good reason. Yes, with good reason. With good reason. But that doesn't seem to matter to him. Um, from from my end, I was hoping Diane would be on the up and up, but I don't see it that way. I don't think it's going to go that way. All right. And is there anything that is flat for you that you like? You wish they'd wrap it up and be done. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm with Will on that. Uh, this whole IPO um, I'm thing is, you know, taking too long. Just go yeah. do it. Just do it. Um, I don't know. I hate to be crass, and I hate to be crass, and uh, oh, get off, friend. Just just just, hey, just do it. All right, so we're going to move to Los Angeles and the young and the uh, and the bold and the beautiful. And Pam, I know you've got a lot to say here. So, Pam, take us to Los Angeles and what's going on in the life 
of the Bold and the Beautiful? I think Pam left. Pam had had Then, David, you know what? We'll double duty with you. What's going on with okay, Bold and Beautiful that's got you really excited? Well, uh, Sheila and Bill have me ticked off, but I see something coming. I don't know. Okay, I'm trying to think. I saw something the other day in the, with Kimberlyn and Don's scene where she was hugging him on the couch, and I saw this little thing sticking out that she yep. was holding. So I'm, I'm wondering, is, is there something with his cross, or did she put something in something else? So I'm thinking that's a, I don't know if it's a, what do they call that? Um, something to entice you. What do they call that? I can't think of. Aphrodisiac. Aphrodisiac, yeah. I'm wondering if that's driving him. All right, before we go to someone else, let me ask you this. Is the Brooke Taylor friendship giving you all that you hoped for? Right now, um, it seems it's right now. I'd like to see more. Um, I'd like to see more of that. I mean, there's just so much you can do about hugging and shaking hands and all that. But there's, I want to see action from this. I mean, what can come of it? Um, is there going to be a man between them? Is there going all right. So I, want, I do question. want to see more. All right. Last question before we go to Willie. Um, Douglas's proclamation and the aftermath. Go. Oh, my God. Oh, my me? God. That had or, me in tears. No, me. Me first. Go ahead, David. That, that had me in tears. What, what a smart little boy. I took it yeah. as that he didn't want to hurt either Thomas or Hope and hurt anyone's feelings. And I got recognition from that because he came out and said it. But, oh, my God, that that's going to put everyone on more of an edge. And I did not see it coming, I swear. That surprised me. right? On, and I, I actually cheered him on. For that because yes. I think Thomas wanted it to go his way. That's why he did that. And then and so he Thomas thought it would go his way if he let Douglas do that, but Thomas got screwed. So as and we go to Willie, I'm gonna weigh my opinion on this piece of the bold and the beautiful. Pay attention, um, Emmy, you know, nominating committee, et cetera, et cetera. That little right. boy, Henry, mm-hmm. with at least a nomination, Henry. that little boy has been bringing it. Willie, same three questions to you. Go. Yeah, um, I'm disgusted with Hope because especially today's episode, she just was manipulating um, Douglas by telling him, "Well, we have a home, and your, you know, your little sister sees you as your big brother, 
yeah, he, he has a home, yes. But the point is, he just made it clear. He doesn't want to hurt either one of his parents, but he wants to be safe right now, and he wants to stay with his aunt, Steffi. And if she really thought about his concern, she would have she would have shown more um, respect to her. I'm going to stop you right there, Willie. Wait, I'm going to stop you right there, Willie, because when you're that deep in the throes of things, you don't look at it from, you don't look at it that from point the of perspective view. of, yeah, you, you, you are so focused on what needs to happen to make the best life, the best available chances for this kid, and I think Bold has done an incredible job of showing where everyone thinks that they have the best interest of Thomas at, of, of Douglas at heart, well, maybe not for Thomas, but everybody else, um, that everybody else has the best interest of Douglas at heart, and the poor little boy just wants to make everybody happy. All right, continue, Willie. That's and then it. Go to Kansas. No, no, that's true. Um, I do agree with that. Yeah, that, that, that is the good portion of that. But I just agree with Steffi today when she was telling Hope that he was just trying to make a choice without having to hurt his parents, and that's why he felt that he needed to say, I want to stay with Aunt Steffi because he wants to, you know, feel safer for right now. And that, you know, yes, you got to feel sorry I don't, and feel for him. And Candace, when it's your turn, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I don't think it was Hope being manipulative. I think it was Hope no. grasping at any last straw that she possibly had because she truly believes that her and Liam are the best influences, the best people to help Douglas, you know, grow into the Douglas he's supposed to be. Go on, Willie, on the other two points of those of the questions. Oh, sorry. Um, what were the other two questions you were breaking apart? So we were talking about uh, Bill and Sheila and that whole mess and the Taylor okay, and Brooke yeah. friendship. I like their chemistry. They're cool. And I do like it with Deacon, so. I go back and forth on their chemistry. And on Brooke right. and Taylor, I like their um, friendship, but I definitely could see something coming because when they were throwing it out that Brooke's pushing for her to move in, that's usually the show hint that something's going to come up with them in the next, you know, story arc. Yeah, so here's what I'm I, – so I, I weighed in before, and I'm now I'm going to weigh in on, on um, Brooke and, and Taylor. I'm over it already. Um, the writing at Bold right now, I'm actually impressed. You're doing a pretty good job. I will say that. On the Brooke and Taylor friendship, you're giving us too much now. You're, you're shoving it down our throats, and it's not palatable. Candace, same three questions. Yep. Go, girl. Okay, let me start with the Brooke and Taylor thing, because anybody who knows the sound of my voice knows I've been waiting for a very long time for all of this to happen. I yes, actually enjoy it. I have been blessed from the soap gods to say that. It's, I'm actually enjoying it, because even though it's too much, I want people to remember Stephanie, OG Stephanie, and Sally, OG Sally. I want people to remember um, Caroline, okay, Caroline Spencer, part two, uh, and Hope. I want yeah. people to also remember Sheila and Brooke. I want people to also remember Stephanie and Brooke. The reason I say all of this is because 
this was a friendship that was long overdue. And the fact that yeah. we've said it so many times, there was a factor that kind of kept these two women apart. Now, if you watch yeah. OG Bold and Beautiful, which is on the YouTube channel, you can tell that Steph, that Brooke and Taylor was kind of cool for a minute. But because of, Brooke, of, of Ridge, that's where it started to play the beat. Okay. I love the fact Wait, that they're both. Can this, right there, though, because of Ridge and the fact that Ridge had two biological children versus. Right. Well, I, well what do you think to that, Anthony? Yes. And they also acknowledge that. They have yeah, they, families. They all been intertwined for over thirty years. Brooke, let me say for the people in the back, Brooke helped raise Taylor's children while Taylor was yeah. gone. Okay. Thank you, baby. And Thank the thing Thank is, you, baby. Brooke helped raise those children while Taylor was not there. Which Taylor did say thank you. And don't know that if you've only come into Boulder and Beautiful in the last five to seven years, you don't know that. Brooke helped raise and was the de facto mama for, a, you know, quite a significant amount of time, those but, children. God, and the thing is, is that Taylor said thank you. Now, the thing is, too, is that, yes, Brooke and Taylor has been frenemies for years because there was times that they did agree on things. They agreed on Sheila which is the common factor right now. They agree well, that honey, their everybody children, agree everybody I know, right. But the yeah, thing yeah. is, they also agree on the welfare of their children. Okay. Yeah. But now, they haven't the always. They, they, not, they haven't always, but in certain situations, they will come, they will fight. Okay. Yeah. But right now, because again, this is something new for both of them. Because deep down inside, I believe they really wanted to be friends. But because there were so many obstacles, they couldn't do it. I'm fine with them moving in together because, like you said, something's going to have to pop up. Right now, this is what this, I'm going to be honest. Right now, I'm just liking the fact that for over 30 years, I've been waiting for this payoff of them being friends. Now, down the line, there is going to be another obstacle. And when we come to that, that's going to be really interesting considering what we yep. know now, okay? So for mm-hmm. me, I'm fine with it. I'm fine not, like, hearing them talk, like, you know, the fact that, you know, Brooke is looking out for Taylor, and Taylor is like, well, I don't know. Like, this is all new to I me. Mean, I don't know. Taylor is me. Like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling. I don't know what I'm supposed to be acting like. But the one thing I do know is I like this because here's another thing, people. There's not a lot of female friendships on daytime, and I'm enjoying No, they're this. not. So, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, everybody's either fighting over a man or fighting over a paternity test. Yeah, I'm looking at you, GH. So, to me, I'm, t- I'm just taking it right now. Okay, so I wanted to get that out the way. With Bill well, and Sheila. I have a little note. Did you have you noticed like there are more women on set or in the stories than men right now? Yep. Good going, David. Yep. You look. Okay. You, you look. It, it took 
And look, here's the, here, I'm going to be honest with you. I love right now on the main, all of them, it's a lot of female-driven storylines right now. Yeah. I, I'm so still going to say this. Even though, even though like, on Young and the Restless, you're telling the same storyline that you told with the, with the two characters, Adam and Nick, for like over a, a decade. I'm not feeling that, oh, but what Lord. I will say is, but what I will say is, Courtney Hope, girl, girl, real quick. I know. I, well, it's ties in because she was on Bold and the Beautiful. I am proud of you. Okay, I'm just gonna say that. Now back to Bold and the Beautiful. With Sheila and Bill, two characters I never thought in a million years I would be like so interested in the way I am right now. I do think something is going on. I don't know if she's drugging him. But she has something on Bill because you – and here's the thing. You know Bill is that alpha that if, if that yeah, somebody tries to hurt him or tries to hurt his family, he will go toe to two. So I'm thinking, and I've said it loud and proud, I think she got something on him. And, she, and he has to work with her or else something's going to be exposed or he's going to get hurt or somebody around him is going to get hurt. I don't know what it is, but I'm so intrigued. I am so intrigued because I'm like, Bill, the way Bill was talking to Katie, this is how I knew something was up because Bill, like, Katie knows how to get to Bill. All she had to say was, I will take Will away from you. Take another look at that clip. You can tell Bill was trying, like, I don't know if it's Don Diamant and Heather Tom with the eye stuff. But it was like he was trying to say something. The same thing with Brooke. The same thing, like when he stood and, and Sheila was talking, when Liam and Wyatt was there, and Bill just stood there. It was like, yo, he is trapped. Like he has to, like something has to be said. I don't know what it is. Then you got Deacon. Deacon is clearly infatuated with Sheila. I don't know what it is, but Sheila got all the boys in her yard, Okay. Um, I'm I'm so interested in this, and I know a lot of people is like Sheila fatigue and all that stuff. I'm gonna tell you something. Sheila is one of the OGs left. Okay. Mm. So to me, I'm just like I don't know what I don't know what's happening, but I'm still watching. I'm gonna watch because I feel as though something is going to happen. I don't mm. know anything. But I'm going to say this. They're going to be doing their 9,000 episode pretty soon. March is in a couple, is in a couple of weeks. Y'all know. Beautiful's I said Bold and Beautiful's anniversary is in March. Y'all also know March Madness is coming up too. So all I know is whatever is about to happen, I'm, I'm here for it. I don't know what it is, but I'm here for it. Douglas, my baby. Go ahead. My sweet angelic baby who has been manipulated all around for those who are saying stuff about hope because of what she said today i want y'all to go back maybe a year ago because thomas said the same thing thomas was like douglas you can come home with me i got such and such we do this again hope it just like thomas like what hope Hope is not thinking, like, she's just trying, okay, let me kind of go back here. Thomas said that Caroline 2.0 
in her will, wanted Hope to be the mother. Let's start from that. I always have to do this. Hmm. Thomas used Douglas. Does he love Douglas? Yes. But at the same time, he uses Douglas as a way to get to hope. Douglas is a child who has seen too much and has heard too much. And, yes, he loves baby Beth. He does. He loves Hope. He loves Liam. He loves his father, Thomas. But at the end of the day, the child also realizes, I can't make somebody sad. So I'm going to do the smartest thing and go to somebody who has the equal amount of love for me and also will understand I can't pick between the person who helped, who helped create me and the person who's helped raise me. And that's Aunt Steffi. And I love the fact that that happened because that's the mutual person. Yeah. With, with Douglas, Again, this child is more adult than any of the adults on Bold and the Beautiful, and that says a lot. And I agree. Henry Joseph, hey, baby, if your mommy allows it, <laughs> submit yourself, honey, okay? And oh my God. I'll tell you what, Aunt Candace will give you a sticker, okay? And I do have some news. I do have some news. The 2023 Daytime Emmys, which is later on this year, their submission for last year, like, because remember, it starts from last year, the calendar year of 2022. The age limit for the younger performer has gone down. It is now 18 and under. It's now 18 and under. From 21 and under? Yeah. No, yeah. They, they changed it. Yeah. They took a vote is now 18 and under. So just to give you a head sight and then we can move on. I'm sorry for doing this, but the kids that are qualified, okay, would be Henry Joseph, the kids from Young and the Rustless, Connor and uh, uh, Johnny, uh, Mm -hmm. Chad and Abby's son, Thomas, and even Charlotte, Violet, and Leo on General Hospital. That means, for those who are listening, the John... Not Wiley? Wiley, yes, Wiley. I had to think about Wiley's age. Um, but they will be um, in that category if they choose, if their parents choose to submit them. There you That's go. Nice Take two breaking them. news. Yeah. Back, back to you, Anthony, in the studio. <laughs> I felt like I felt like I was doing the news break there. Like, okay. Anthony? Is Anthony still on? Yeah. Anthony is still there? No. Not according nope. to me. All right. Anthony? Well. All right. Well, um if that's He's all there, the maybe whole, he walked um, away. Okay, I'm here. I don't know why you okay. there he is. without my there he is. without my doing anything. So I think this category coming, you know, coming up in the next year comes down to Douglas and Violet. I truly do. 
But let's move on because we we've got it. We've got two more soaps to cover. So let's take the yeah. red eye over to Salem, and um, right. Lord out. have mercy. Oh, oh, oh. Well, all right. So we started with we started with Willie. We started with Candace. So David, because I'm gonna talk James. David, go ahead. Oh, right. All right. Well, I didn't see today's yet. I didn't get a chance to see today's. Um, but Ooh. I'm loving that Nick is back. I thought we would get, I thought he was going to be Satan himself. I thought he was actually going to be Satan when he took all of that off. But no, he's just a minion like anyone else. Um, I like, I like the idea of how he um, dressed up uh, as Adrian, Jordan, and Susan Banks. And I like that they brought Adrian back for that. That was, that was a nice little um, surprise for all of us because I missed yeah. him. Um, Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like all that. Um, let me see. EJ and Nicole, possibly. Um, give it. I want to give that those two a little more time um, because she's still hooked on Eric, and she's got to make up her mind. Uh, I. She she just can't make up her mind, and they're always going to be in each other's orbits, no matter what who who's with who. So I just want. Okay, and where am I? This this little um, thing that um, Roman has with Lucas taking Orpheus (laughs) off off his guard. I love that. I love that. Is I like it with Josh and Brian. And what a way to go if if Orpheus is going to tend to give him. The liquor, then Lucas might as well act as if he's taking it. And I love, I love that little scheme. And I hope the men work together. And to top it all off, I just want to know who has the orchid. Okay. Before we go to somebody else, I'm going to weigh in here for a moment, and I'm going to say a couple of things. First and foremost. I love what they have done with Ali and Chanel. I know a couple of weeks ago when we did the show, I said that I was so over it, and and so I am ready to cut and slice into. I've got a fork and knife. I'm ready to slice into my crow. I'm loving what they're doing there. Also, I'm going to make this prediction, and Candace, you're next, so I think you're going to be right there with me, but if you're not, I will understand it. But here's the thing. They can only go in a couple of, or let me rephrase that. To make it palatable for soap fans, they can only go in like two directions with the storyline right now. I think when it's finally revealed, we're going to see, ultimately, we can't see Joe Muscolo because he's dead. And if they try to do some CGI stuff and make the OG Stefano, part of, like, this whole storyline, I, I don't know how I'm going to feel about mm-hmm. that. I, I didn't like the hologram Whitney Houston. I didn't like the hologram Michael Jackson. 
and I sure as hell ain't going to like the hologram Stefano DeMera. But having said that, let's think about this for a second. Candace, when was the yeah. last time we dealt with Stefano on screen in days, on Days of Our Lives? Take it, Anthony. <clears throat> I mean, it was, well, no, that was the mask. That's when it was Come Andrew. On, no, nope. come on, girl. Dig deep. You know what I'm going. You know where I'm going here, don't you? You don't think it's going to be I somebody do. else's. No, I do. I, I know where he's going. We're going to see Steph Stevano. No, yep. that's my thinking. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't. Stevano come back to life. I can't. I can't go through. I, I now. Okay. I will make okay, okay. This is what I actually said. Okay, so real quick, February twenty third, well twenty fourth. I'm sorry, mark that calendar down. I think it's twenty first or twenty fourth. We're gonna see Megan. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot about that. But yeah, yeah. All right. So my thing is, we're not gonna see Stephen though. We're gonna see Bowen though. Yeah, we're gonna see Bo. Bo and Steph. Steph. Yep. Steph and Get ready. Bo Steph. Wait. Steph. No, no, no. Wait. Think about it for a minute though. What about Stevano, Stefano Steve, versus Bo? Mm. Think around that girl. That's the story they're telling right now. Oh. They have they have bit off gold. Gold. Well, here, okay. Stevano versus his best friend Bo Brady, who's been through it all. Reverse, but reverse it. But wouldn't it be better if it was if they thought it was Bo, but it was really um, Stefano? Remember, Bo's portal is kind of empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would make more sense. Yeah, yeah, because everybody would believe that it's Bo, but it's really not Bo. I mean, it's Bo, but it's not Bo. Yeah. Because Bo knows nothing. Yeah, see, so I was there with you. Okay. What else is titillating you and what's driving you just a little bit crazy in Salem right now? Okay, I would like to thank the writers, Darrell Anthony, Jamie Giddens, Ron Carvati, Ryan Quart, and Dunn for the use of history in the last couple of episodes. Let me give you a round of applause. Yep. So let me first give credit to where credit is due with Salem's Angels, a.k.a. Between Heaven and Hell. I see what you did there, Ron. Okay. I want to give a shout-out to them remembering when Marlena was – first and foremost, let me backtrack. Hold on. Drake Hogerson. Drake Hogerson. Drake Hogerson better submit himself. He has never submitted for the daytime Emmys, but he needs to submit for oh, the got daytime Emmys. So get to your point real quick. Okay. I yeah. love the history. I love the fact that Marlena wanted to see DJ in heaven. That got me. Because we have not heard her talk about DJ in a very long time. That's her firstborn who died of SIDS. Okay. Two, I love the fact that, you know, yes, Allie is leaving, but it's giving, but I'm enjoying the drama, and nowadays you have Allie acting like her mama. Huh. Yeah. EJ, y'all need to figure something out, because Dan has been on this show for a long time, 
And yes, he has had scenes with Bell and Nicole. We need to strap him down to somebody ASAP. Okay. Um, let me see. What else? What else is happening here? Leo went, y'all, see, this is what I'm talking about, the history. Jack took, sold that newspaper from Leo's mama. Therefore, 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 Jack, Jack, you have no choice in this matter. You can be mad all you want at Gwen. But at the same time, Jack, you chose Xander, too, and you knew what kind of person Xander was. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, let's see. What else? What else? I'm trying to think what else is going on in the show. Oh, shout out to Ron. Thank you because you did something else. You said on Twitter that you that you regret letting Jordan go. I was so happy and surprised to see Chriselle Strauss back as Jordan, and I love the fact that Jordan read Kate and said you brought back Clyde to Salem and made him, made her confront her attacker, her abuser, her rapist, and all that stuff. That is what I'm talking about. Days of our lives, you earned my respect for you. Yes, history. Hat yes, off girl. to you, baby. Yes. Let's go. Okay, I got nothing left to say because that, that, that little bee over in Maryland, <laughs> you know, she just took everything I wanted to say. Girl, yes, yes, and yes. Okay, we got a couple of minutes left. Poor Charles, Willie, go. Oh, poor Charles, we're in general hospital already. Um, I like Dex and Jocelyn. They're getting exciting and seeing together. And um, I'd like to see more romance with Dante and Sam. I mean, I, I know they try to build it as best as they can, but when I get to do an adventure, it'd be nice if they add more romance to that story. That's coming this week with the whole proposal. Go on. Uh, let's see. I love, I love that Nina's trying to reach out to Willow, but I'm already, I'm, I'm tired of Willow's nonsense behavior. Mm-hmm. And Sasha, don't you be, don't you be judging Jordan because you're the same way when you hit town, and you were giving Jordan attitude the first time that you hit town. So this to me is karma. Okay, I'm passing the ball over to the next person. I'm going to say a couple of things, and we're going to throw it over to Candace. I I have to say (laughs) this. First and foremost, Nicholas is not dead. People, relax. He's not dead. We know he's not dead. Don't worry about it. Never thought so. Don't worry about it. Okay, having said that, okay, I love every single thing that Allie Mills has brought together up to this point. And Robin, Robin Hunter, mm-hmm. girl, listen to me. I love you, Robin Mattinson. I love mm-hmm. you. You were Janet from another planet. You are the Heather. I love you, and mm-hmm. you gave your blessing to Allie Mills. So I'm going to ride along with that. Girl, amen to Allie Mills, who has brought, okay? Now, having mm-hmm. said all that, Almost everything else, and this is myself, y'all all know, this general hospital, there's no one left to live left. There's no one my children. Ryan Holt has been gone for a long time. There's nothing left from ABC, but general hospital. Y'all myself. But you you got to get your stuff together. We are so far out. This rabbit hole of about seven storylines 
that all could be wrapped up in one big umbrella storyline. And having said that, Candace, I know you got stuff to say. Go ahead, girl. GH, how did you ask up this up this paternity about Willow? Like seriously, nobody faced any consequences. I'm sorry. Carly got rewarded by sleeping mm-hmm. with Drew, and everybody's like, oh, Carly, you did the right thing. No, the heck she didn't. General Hossum, look to me very carefully. You took a very controversial storyline, which was Willow. Willow kept her leukemia from her husband. I understand it's her body, her choice, but you needed to play that beat where Michael should have had something to say. Okay. Now, at the same time, from me. Yes, no, Candace, that's okay. very important. You took yes. this away from me, and we're supposed to be You took this away from me, right. Yes. Okay, so yes. then you have the buildup of the seventh paternity that Carly has held from somebody, and you drop the ball. GH, as of today, you have one more storyline that came from all yes. of this. You better yes. not drop the ball on this. Because this is very important. Now, another thing. Mar freaking West. Mar. Oh, Christus, Mar. God. Yes. This, for those who, who are going to understand what I'm about to say, it's nothing against yes. her for last year. But this year is her Emmy reel. Do you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes, girl. Yes. Okay, another thing. Spencer and Trina, listen, I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to say it right now on Take Two Radio. Sprita Nason is here. Deal with it. Um, okay, um, uh, 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 oh, shoot. Um, Chase in Brooklyn, what a waste. Um, uh, 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 Portia, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, Portia, girl, you about to get yes. yours. I'm, yes, I'm girl, yeah. I'm hoping, but they're playing too many beats, but I'm going to be watching. And also, GH, happy 60th, baby. I know you're going to do right, and tomorrow I'll be looking at that cast photo. David, Mm -hmm. we've got two minutes left, and this has been your show from the inception. So two minutes left, General Hospital. Spill, baby, spill, baby, spill. Okay. Joss and Dex, like mother, like brother. Amen. And I'm so down for I it. Spell it. I, I want to see you. I spell it S-L-U-T. S-L-U-T. Mm-hmm. She has some nerve. Uh, she just got, she got, I'm going to go. Chase in Brooklyn, I still have hope. I know others don't. But I'm hoping. Um, well, don't stop believing um, that. Okay. With Victor, um, I'm waiting for it, and April better pay off. Okay, so I'm going to say this real quick, and Willie, if you've got anything, you can run after me. The fans have been waiting for a Felicia Ryan showdown for 30-some-odd years. If you do not give us the Felicia Ryan showdown, we're going to be very, very, very upset, General Hospital. Yes, we know how Ryan feels about Ava, but we need that Ryan-Felicia showdown. She done killed Peter August. She done knocked him out. She took him out. 
Now we need to see Felicia versus Ryan. Candace, so you they, got the last of the night. The last, the last thing Three, is, go, first of all, thanks to James Todd for coming on. Everybody listen to our previous episodes on Take Two Radio, Block Talk Radio. Also, GH, uh, serial killer, you got a serial killer on the loose. Y'all forget, y'all got a hook, hook storyline. I don't know what's going to happen. Tune in next time on Take Two Radio. Maybe we'll find out the answer. Everybody, happy uh, Valentine's Day. Forever in a day had its premiere. So oh yeah, Forever in a day had its premiere. Like, everybody, everybody just check you out Forever in a day on all pl- platforms, including Amazon. And that is it. Get connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take2Radio.com.